Welcome to the resource room. I'm Amanda, the blogger and TPTer behind the Primary Gal. As a special education teacher, you are always supporting others, students, parents, general education teachers. But who is supporting you? That's where this podcast comes in. It's my mission to give you the help and support that you need. I'll be sharing my tips, tricks, research-based strategies, and professional development. I'm here to help you grow and learn as a resource room teacher. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to episode number five of our series all about routines for you. What routines do you need to establish to help your special ed teacher life run a little more smoothly? Today, let's talk all about Fridays. What do we do on Fridays? Again, your routines might be a little different than mine, but based on what I told you last week, I'm sure you can infer, I'm sure you already know what's coming. We will be grading those reading and math tests. The majority of my Friday is spent giving reading or math tests. And so um, since I provide those accommodations, typically I grade the reading or the math tests. For a lot of my students, I have made some subtle changes or I copy it a little bit differently. So therefore, I typically grade it and pass it back to the classroom teacher. That way, all they have to do is go straight to their grade book and enter those scores. Um, I know this is so silly and actually I did an episode where I talked about copying some of my tests um, last season where how can you make grading a little faster? For me, I like to copy my reading test. It's really like four pages. Two pages are vocabulary, two pages are comprehension. And so I like to do a little magic with the copier and make it so that it's all on one page, front and back. So there are like two pages of vocabulary that are side by side where you combine images. And then the back side are the two pages of comprehension. That works for me, but for a classroom teacher who has all four pages that are printed and stapled, she's not gonna be able to grade those in the like one page at a time fashion that you might do because my tests are different. So I don't wanna just make them lump it into whatever they've got going on or change the way that they copy or any of those things. So I try to grade all of my tests before I give them back to the teacher. I will say one potential kink, if you are a ready math user, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I did have to kind of learn how some of my teachers grade as far as points go, because like with ready math, you might get one answer and write it in multiple lines. So I needed to know, are you gonna give them credit every single time that they wrote the answer for in this line and this line, or is it one point and done? And that kind of varies based on teacher. Um, So that is one potential kink for a while. I just didn't grade the math. I graded reading. I graded spelling, but was like, hey, here's math all for you because I don't know what to do with it. Or I just tried to make sure, or like in that case, I tried to make sure that I copied it in the same way that they did. And ready math was a two-pager front and back, so I didn't have to like do anything special or different or be weird or unique about that. So it worked, but I try to make sure that I'm grading those three or four students that I'm pulling from their classroom, grade it and give it back. So my prep time on Friday is a lot of grading. Time-wise, this kind of varies based on how many different reading tests do I have. You know, do I have 
three different tests just for third grade? Or do I have two different tests just for second grade? Is it all one big, everybody's on the same page in first grade kind of thing where how complex or how different will grading those tests be? Other weeks, maybe it's like a unit six and there isn't a reading test. So maybe I'm only grading math, but those kind of things vary. But I wanna make sure that I have the time built in my prep on Friday to make sure that that gets done. Before I leave school on Friday, I always make sure that those are passed back to all of my classroom teachers. Again, I don't wanna be holding up their grade book. If it's the Friday that they need to finalize grades, I want them to have it in a timely manner. So before I leave on Friday, I always make sure that either I have physically handed it to them or it is laying on their desk. I also make sure that they have spelling homework for the following week. So as I mentioned in last week's episode, a lot of my kids have a different spelling list than what their grade level is doing. And a lot of teachers at our school give spelling homework because that's something that kids can do independently. They can write their words three times each. They can uh, rainbow write their words, put them in alphabetical order. There are things that they can do on their own. So oftentimes that's what a lot of our teachers use for homework. And if I give a different spelling list, then they're going to need different homework. I try when I'm passing back those reading and math tests, again, as I described in last week's episode, I'll have all my spelling tests the day before paper clipped of like, okay, here's teacher A's stack of papers. Here's teacher B, teacher C, teacher D, and so on. And with that, then I can put homework in there on Friday. So when I leave a stack of papers on their desk, they are getting all of their reading, spelling, and math tests returned and graded, ready to go in the grade book as well as any homework that they're going to need for the following week. Those are my non-negotiables. I make sure that those two things are done no matter what by the time I leave. Oftentimes it doesn't take me 40 minutes because my spelling is already printed, prepped, and ready to go. It's just a matter of pulling it out, making sure I have the right week, that kind of thing, and then distributing it to teachers. Grading those tests does vary depending on how much or how little I have but those are the things that get done. Those are the things that, regardless of anything else that's on my mental to-do list, those get done first. Anything else, I'll, I'll squeeze it in if I have time, or I'll try to get ahead if I have time, but those are the things that I get done. I've said many times that whatever's happening in front of my students is my top priority. My next priority is, what do other teachers in the building count on me for? I don't wanna be the holdup or the hiccup to whatever needs to be done, which is why I try to be very, very prompt about those things. If they're trying to finalize grades or they're a little OCD about all those missing grades in their grade book on the computer, I don't want it to be because they've been sitting on my desk for the last two and a half weeks and I just haven't passed them back. I don't wanna be the kink in their system I don't wanna be what slows them down. So I try to make sure that I'm very prompt about that. And to be perfectly honest, I don't go in on a lot of weekends, but if I do have an appointment or my kids were sick or I had a meeting on a Friday afternoon or whatever silliness might come up, if I'm gonna be going into school over the weekend, it is to make sure that these things are done because I committed to myself that I was going to do it this is kind of the precedent that I have set with my teachers. They know, oh, when I walk in on Monday morning, 
Amanda will have that on my desk or slid right under my door so that I know what their spelling words are. They know these things and can then work their routines around that or incorporate it into what they're already doing. Before I leave you though, I do have to point out one serious thing that you may have noticed. On Fridays, I am not doing anything stressful, strenuous, or anything that requires sustained mental effort because I don't have it by Friday. For me, testing, testing, testing all day just drains me. It's just so boring. I don't love it. And so for me then, that's exhausting. I don't have the mental capability to review all of these assessments and write these beautiful present levels of performance describing exactly what a student can do in my best eloquent writing ever. I don't have that in me. Not on a Friday afternoon, I sure don't. I am planning for the Amanda that I know is going to show up on Friday afternoon, not the Amanda that I wish would show up, who magically gets all of these things done on Friday and is so ready for Monday. No, I encourage you to do the same thing. What version of yourself is there on Friday afternoons? Maybe you have all this energy because like, hey, just get it done before the weekend. Maybe you have that. I do not, and that's okay. But plan, what are you going to do during your prep time on Friday so that you know you're ready for the next week, so that you know your groups will run smoothly and that the people that rely on you like gen ed teachers or other support staff have everything that they're going to need for the next week. Think about what will work best for you. Be realistic. It is okay to realize that like, girl, by Friday, I am not doing anything difficult. That's okay. Plan the difficult things for the days when you are ready for them. And don't say you're never ready because you got to be ready at some point. And speaking of doing the difficult things, that's what I'll be sharing in next week's episode where we will be talking all about routines for Tuesday and Wednesday. So I'll talk with you then. Well, my friend, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the Resource Room Podcast. I truly, truly love to help and support other special ed teachers. Because of that, I run a Facebook group just for us. Search the resource room and request to join. You can also check out my website, theprimarygal.com for blog posts, pictures, and more information. Until next time, have a great week.